Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Tuesday, September 27, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Feels like fall outside. We love it. You do as well. Almost as much as you probably love Thornton's, whether it's the donuts, the fresh Mm. coffee, the fresh fruit, whatever it may be. Thornton's has everything you need to get your day rocking and rolling it's the tuesday nobody you know it's tough to kind of get excited about tuesdays let thornton's take care of it for you let kentucky roll call take care of it for you we're happy that you're here nick roush how are you i i'm 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 treating myself this morning i stopped in at thornton's i i decided like you know what nick you you've got a baby coming around the corner you're not gonna have much time you've got a birthday coming up let's treat yourself this week so i stopped in at thornton's and I did something I've never done before. They have, um, they, they did not, have, they, they were out of my normal. So like my sweet treat is typically getting the French vanilla creamer, sweeten it up a little bit. They didn't have that this morning. So I was like, huh, but they had this pumpkin spice here. Let me take a little sample of it. And I was like, huh, okay. I can handle that. I've never, never been a pumpkin spice person, but that's because when you get pumpkin spice at one of those fancy coffee places, it's just, it's overpowering. It's just all pumpkin spice. This, I can put, I got, I control it because I'm at Thornton's. They want you to have it your way. That's their slogan. And so I, I just have a little bit. So it's just a hint of pumpkin and not an overpowering sugar overload. Well, when you said that you had done something you'd never done before, I thought you were going to say pay full price for a, an item. But then I thought to myself, well, you wouldn't be doing that at Thornton's. You have the app. so. Oh, I, and my coffee was free because I'm, I'm a member of the club. You go enough, you get rewards, boom, bada boom, bada bam. I did have to pay for my donut, though. I treated myself to a, a wide willy this morning as well. Oh, man. Really? You're, you're full. You don't need any more food. You're ready. You're fueled and ready to go for the Treat show yourself. today. Yeah. Well, so – Breaking news, Nick Roush likes pumpkin spice. It tis the season. You know what that makes you, though, unfortunately? Ooh, basic? A basic witch, as they say in the business. 
we're going to have to get you that on a mug and maybe a little sweater. You're going to have to start wearing your boots around during mm-hmm. the fall. We'll mm-hmm. take them for Hubers. You'll love it. Um, but that's good. You're getting in the yeah. – wife will always make me try her pumpkin stuff. I, I like pump- – I love pumpkin pie. It's the best pie around. Uh, that's not debatable. Um, I don't mind pumpkin flavoring. I just haven't really found a drink that that – that love that I love it. Um, that it that I I really like. But I'm not a coffee drinker either, so I'm I'm pretty particular yeah. in that instance, anyway. So well, and you, Roush, I'm happy for you. I I feel like I'm turning over a new leaf, but like, like you said, TJ, you're not the biggest coffee fan. So the only way to have a lighter pumpkin flavor than just the over the top would have more coffee. So it's you know damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm loving this weather so far, except I'm trying to convince my son to wear a coat or a sweatshirt is just Man, it's it's uh, whew. it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I'm working on my persuasive arguments, and so far, it's easier to correct texters on the Thornton's text line and to convince them of my opinions than it is of my two year old because he is just not having it. Why doesn't little Duke want to put on a, a jacket? It's just being a toddler. He he was the opposite of this in the spring because we got him so routinized into. You have to wear a hat and coat when you go outside. You have to wear a hat and coat. It's been so long, he he, he forgot it's hat and coat season. So, um, yeah, it, it was like it'd be like 80 degrees, and he's just wanting to wear his hat and coat. Now he doesn't want to put it on, even though he just wants to wear a blanket and not get up to go to his grandparents in the morning. So it's it's we're transitioning. We're, we're, we're figuring it out as we go. But uh, eventually it just takes like me to like, all right, buddy, dad doesn't want to go to work either, but we've got to go, and it's really cold outside. I don't want you to be cold, and then he kind of slowly comes around. But it's just, whoo, makes, makes the mornings uh, something, something else. Uh, the, the lovely perks of being uh, a father. Scoots, do you have any advice for, for Roush, how to get Duke to wear his winter clothes? Uh, move to a state where it is not cold. Mm, that is. Then the you don't have to wear winter clothes. Yeah, that's what I would do personally. Scoots, what's the good morning? First and foremost, this is good our, morning. This is our producer, Justin Kalen. He does the best producing job in all of Louisville and Southern Indiana radio. So we're really lucky to have him. Uh, what What's the outlook on this Hurricane Ian coming coming along the Gulf Coast? I have not looked at the latest update, but I read an article yesterday that said it was going to rapidly intensify, which nine of the 10 worst hurricanes the U.S. has ever seen faced rapid intensification. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. I will get my meteorologist cap on and I will look it up for you. How about that? My, My question for you, Scoots, you were down in the tampa area correct for jacksonville okay jacksonville close you just went to tampa for the lightning game after you won the lottery that's how i got them confused okay um they got the casino down there ybor city so did you ever did you ever ride out the storms in uh in jacksonville did you ever have to evacuate because of hurricanes what happened when storms came rolling scooter dingus's way back in the day so there was only one that came through Jacksonville and they were they were calling everybody to evacuate and leave because it was coming towards Jacksonville. It was a category four, but I lived pretty inland. So me and my roommate just rode it out on our front porch. So I had I'll be honest with you guys. I had high expectations for a hurricane and what it was like. I was severely disappointed. I 
it was not did not live up to the hype. Although it did go down to a cat three before it hit land. But yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed in the strength of it, if we're being honest. You wanted more devastation. Yeah. (laughs) I I just wanted I just wanted more havoc. Like I I I mean it's it's unfortunate for people that are in the paths of storms, but I freaking love storms. That's it's like one of my biggest passions in life. I don't know why I've always been that way. I love storms. I think we've been through this before with with Justin TJ. (laughs) Where he's just been like hyping up like wanting the storm to really Really go crazy. Really be nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Scoots. I feel I like d- people may give you some crap on the Thornton's text line. I mean, it's not, it's, it's nothing against anybody. You know, I just, I mean, I like what I like. I want to see a big storm. I'm a weather I do, freak. I do understand. Like when they had the windstorm back in 07, that like was blowing, tr- like we, we, you could sit outside and just watch trees get knocked over. Like yeah. that was such a wild and unlike anything you'd ever seen before event that it was kind of awesome and it wasn't that dangerous other than like the weather was really nice out. It wasn't flooding, like people's power got knocked out, but it was 60 degrees outside. It was perfect weather. So it wasn't that bad. So I can kind of get it. It's the, the flooding, the flood damage. Like that's the part that uh, scoots gives people some, not only headaches, but really uh, some financial burdens. It's, it's just nice to be humbled by nature. Sometimes when you realize how powerful it is, you know, no. Yeah, but then, like, Scoots, I, and I think Rouse did a good job prefacing that for you. I also like a good storm. I don't think there's anything better to fall asleep to than a good old-fashioned rain, wind, storm. Hell, you can throw in some lightning for all I care. But, Scoots, when you put it the way is like you like a good humbling, I mean, natural disasters can take away everything from folks so no, i know that and i and i'm not i'm not at, it's not like i'm out here rooting for people to get their houses knocked down and stuff i mean sh- i realize guys it could even happen to me one day so i mean and, but i'm still going to be a fan of storms even if it does happen you know i do like the the just like you know what us people we get a little too cocky every once in a while we need to be yeah. knocked down a few pegs and Mother Nature's the perfect one to do that. Really I just is. feel like Michael Myers in Halloween is misunderstood. I, I don't want him to go killing people, but I also want him to have the exciting music stalking people around and get the thrill of the chase. Is that it's, about? Well, it's, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Okay. Is that about yeah. where we're at? Like, yeah, you know, that's perfect. Actually, I want him crawling around Haddonfield on Halloween. I just don't want him stabbing people directly yeah. in the face. That's Basically. that's where. I, yeah. Okay. Well, I can, you know, I can get on board with that, to be honest with you. It's a spooky <laughs> season around our house. And you do get some more kind of gnarly storms in the fall, even even as is. And um, although we could even use some, we got some rain over the last few days, we could even use a little bit more of it. But uh, I love this weather. It's great. We're thinking for the folks down in Florida as her, my, my brother had a trip to Tampa actually this week, a golf trip. And I don't know what they were going to, go early and then they were going to go late and then now i'm not sure if they're what what they're doing so um so good luck to the folks down there in florida and surrounding areas i guess there's still a, a, a chance that once it makes landfall it could go like northwest which if it does that it could theoretically maybe impact some kentucky fans making the trip down to to mississippi but at that point it'd probably just be be rain more than anything too too overly severe but i think they're not tracking it that way but you never know with the storm so fortunately uh, the track has it going north northeast and it's a cat three right now it's set to strengthen to a cat four while it's in the gulf 
Yeah, on those projections, normally they like do like every way it could possibly go. And yeah, I think it's like 95% of them have them going that way. But there's still a, f- a few that have it kind of twerking and twisting and bending going the other way. But we'll, we'll uh, I don't know, we're probably not your one-stop shop for, for the weather <laughs> updates. But if we see anything, if Scoots finds anything else out, we'll be sure to pass it along. Scoots, did you see this little raise your hand feature on the on the new on the thing? I did. That's nice, huh? Are we going to yeah. utilize that? I, I yeah. absolutely think it needs to be utilized, <laughs> at least for you, because you can sometimes. Roush and I can get going. I know a, a thought can pop in your head. If it does, just do the little the little handshake <laughs> thing. And there, there we go. That's pretty neat. A little inside <laughs> baseball cool. for, the, for the listeners there. But yeah, feel free to to utilize it. And did we watch the Monday Night Football game last night, Scoots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually surprisingly stayed up for the whole game. I didn't want to when it was, what it what was it, 6-6 at halftime or 3-3, whatever it was. I was like, this game's horrible. And then the second half, it got really fun. Like, I was, I would never expect a Giants-Cowboys game to be fun, but it, I had a lot of fun watching that one last night. Yeah, the 2-0 New York Giants, although, spoiler alert, they're, they're no longer undefeated. I did not, uh, could not stay up for it. One or two, I had... Not that anybody cares about my fantasy team, but had a fantasy interest where I was up uh, about like 8.8 points, just round up to nine. And mm. I had CD Lamb and he had Saquon Barkley. And mm. when I went to bed, I was losing and I did not think I was going to win. I saw CD Lamb's drop uh, near touchdown pass. I, I probably would have gotten tackled, but it would have been close. And I was like, well, that probably does it for me. Sure enough. Woke up to a great surprise this morning because CD Lamb had an amazing touchdown pass late. In the there game. you go. So that was uh, that was big time. But can, so what kind of happened at the end there? The Giants end up losing. Big win for the any win when you don't have your starting quarterback is a big win for any NFL team. So especially on the road, big time win for the Cowboys. So what what went down, Scoots and, and Roush? Have you watched the the Giants had a chance? They were down a touchdown driving after they had kicked a field goal. Um, and I can't remember if it was an interception or a fumble, but there was like a minute 30 left or whatever, and they fumbled it or intercepted. I can't remember what happened. But Cowboys got the ball back and sealed it away. But I was really hoping for a Giants win there just to make them 3-0. and Like, how many times in our life have the Giants been 3-0, and you know? And that would have made them one of three undefeated NFL teams. Can you guys name the other two? Eagles. Yeah, the, yeah Eagles and Dolphins. Dolphins. There you go. Dolphins, yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, and uh, we get Dolphins versus Bengals Thursday night. So very that'll be much, fun. That'll be a fun game to watch. I I did not stay up to watch, uh, but I did briefly tune in for the uniforms. It was a great uniform game with the throwback Giants uniforms and all white, and then making the Cowboys wear their blues. I hate so much that the Cowboys wear white uniforms at home because their blues are so much better than their whites. I don't understand it. It it irks me. I can I, I can kind of empathize with LSU's look, even though I like their purples better. I just don't get in like football teams wearing white at home. It it just it bugs me. Well, sometimes you'll see it in summer or in hot weather situations, just because it's it's cooler and you're making the visiting team wear a darker color, which makes which sense. Be, the Dolphins have been doing that. Which we'll be talking some jerseys regarding Ole Miss today. I wonder if they'll wear all white and make Kentucky wear a darker jersey just because I would the, imagine I don't know what the weather forecast it's, looks it's looking like. looking great like have 80. Oh really? Yeah it's gonna be nice. Yeah. Man I need to talk about that trip just from like a 
a radio standpoint, but we can get to that. Uh, I, I also agree about the 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 whole all the jersey takes. I thought the Giants jerseys looked really really good. If I was a Giants fan, I'd want that. Oh, uh, I have the highlights on in the background, and for Barkley's thirty six yard touchdown run, they zoomed in on a couple, and the wife, presumed wife, would look like she really wanted a smooch, and the. Oh the, yeah, the husband was just not like giving her the time of day. <laughs> that was so funny. That is always fun when your team scores a touchdown and you're with your significant other, and you you know you give them a hug or you give them a little kiss or whatever it may be. Yeah, this one scoots. I, I didn't see this live, but I'm seeing it now. That that was that was really really funny. Jerseys look good. I agree with you, Roush. I think the Cowboys home jerseys. So when they're wearing their white tops with their stupid little green pants one of the worst jerseys in the NFL. So if I were them, I'd want to avoid it as much as possible. And you get the stars on the sleeves with the blue jerseys. And maybe it's the St. Rayfield giant in me, but I'm always a sucker for like silver pants. Um, So they, the the ones they were wearing last night looked Mm -hmm. really, really good. A good, yeah, totally good, good, good Jersey combination in that game. And I wouldn't have mind the giants winning to be three and Oh, just so the Eagles wouldn't have been alone in first place in the NFC East. And Trevor would have to like entertain the idea that the giants were uh, theoretically. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't think the giants are good. Trevor certainly wouldn't have thought the giants are good, but somehow we need the Cowboys to, to upset the Eagles and win the NFC East. Cause I think Trevor would just lose his mind. He, he's all the way bought in. He thinks that they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Jokes on him. You know what? There's been a lot of teams that have won the Super Bowl in September, but have not made the playoffs. So you never know how things can go. It, although it is shocking how good Jalen Hurts is this year. I'm, yeah, he's really fun to watch. Yeah, really fun to watch. And it's not like I don't know. I just never. I mean, when you're getting benched in the national championship game, and I know he did the good thing, and he was a good teammate, and it's going to be a Disney Plus movie, I'm sure at some point. There's still a part of you that it's hard for me to acknowledge him being a starting quarterback in the NFL that's good at throwing like it was it was a fun gimmick last year he ran it a lot but you're like okay well this thing has an expiration date and it's like okay well maybe they just get AJ Brown and then he's really good I'm I'm just so confused by it I don't know how to handle it all I didn't know Nick Sirianni was a good coach so I'm you know it's early in the NFL season it's trying to adjust your um calculators for like what what did we what preseason expectations versus what we've seen the first few weeks same thing like is true in college where Auburn might be the worst team in the southeastern conference but like at the before the season they were six point favorites against LSU and this weekend I think LSU is an eight point favorite and you know what it might not be enough because Auburn's so bad our our realities get shifted so quickly once we get a small sample size and that's what what makes football fun but also really difficult to bet sometimes (laughs) yep that's the that's the beauty of it uh so now we go a few days with without the old football but we'll get right back into it thursday you're right great thursday night nfl game with the Bengals. i guess the Bengals are wearing their like wide out icy jerseys uh which i think are a good look for the Bengals. they painted their end zones white Instead of like their orange and black, they they've switched the orange to white. But they only Ooh. use like one layer of paint, so you can just like totally see the orange underneath it. It's very, <laughs> it's very Cleveland. It's the cheapest Bengals thing I've ever heard. It's very Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, 
Um, but it, I'm sure it'll look That'll fine. be a good uniform game, though. If they're wearing the all-white, that means the Dolphins will have to wear their teal. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. That will look good. And like I said, yesterday's show, the Dolphins, fun to watch. So that, that should be a good one. Um, I'm in a little NFL, kind of similar to what we did last year, Scoots, with your group of friends. Um, I'm in a little NFL betting league. You have to pick five games a week. One of them has to be a lock. I can't help myself to like, I keep finding myself picking the Thursday night game just to have more of a rooting interest in the mm, Thursday game. Great, great idea. And I, I don't think it's going to change this week. Uh, although I don't know what the line the is. The Dolphins are four point dogs. Oh, I feel like I'd have to take Miami. I mean, isn't that the most sucker bet you've ever heard though? Like what? How four points? Like I. Ooh, so you're saying the stinks coming in? I should take Cincinnati. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Take the Bengals. It oh, doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, no. play into the stink. You all were smart enough betters to know that we got to play into it. All right, then well, I'm on, the, I'll be on the Bengals. Uh, yeah, I, last time I smelled the stink on North Carolina, and I was like, I'm taking it anyway, and they lost by a million points in Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. I feel like Beng- it's Bengals or nothing. Unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was at work on Sunday, so I couldn't bet it. But I was looking up the Colts and Chiefs thing. Eighty, you know, eighty-seven percent of the money on FanDuel was bet on the Chiefs. Eighty-four percent on DraftKings was bet on the Chiefs, and like eighty-one percent was bet on the Chiefs on like Caesars or whatever. So I looked at one of my coworkers. I was like, "Colts are going to win this game." Unfortunately, I couldn't bet it. But I mean, hmm. it just when lines wow. don't make sense, go the other way. Got gotcha. you. It's I one hundred percent sincere. I had these. I switched in one of my picks. I wish I. Yeah, I went four and one, and the only pick I lost nice. was my stupid lock of the week. So I left four points out on the board. My lock of the week was the Seahawks over the Falcons, which they had a chance. I don't know how they lost that game at home. Um, again, nobody cares really about fantasy or betting sort of deals. But at the last minute, I, I I saw all that scooch, and I was like, all right, I want the Colts. Like I, I want them in my picks because this does stink. Everybody's going to assume the Chiefs are going to go in there and win. There is a little weird Lucas Oil magic. So I switched out the Patriots to cover against the Ravens, which they did not, and switched in the Colts to cover against the Chiefs, which nice. they did. So, yes, I am fully in to playing into the stink. I noticed that as well. And then, Roush, something else I noticed on Saturday it was from a uh, Daryl Rovell tweet. He says, hey, 90% of the money's coming in on Michigan against Maryland, 17 points. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, if they're doing that, then – Vegas doesn't – they don't often lose that badly where they're yeah. you know, they're paying out 90% of the bets. It does happen, but it's not all that rare. So I wish, again, thanks to Damon Thayer, I would have been able to just bid on my couch and once I saw that, be like, all right, well, then I'm flexing into Maryland here. And it would have covered. It would have, it would have been a cover. But, uh, yeah, you got well, it's good to know that stuff. Yeah, and I, I thought that, too, it's – because you can see the percentage of money and also the percentage of bets because sometimes you can just ride the sharps and like their late money where you might have a per- like a high percentage of the public is betting on one side but the there's it's almost equal in money because the sharps are going in on the opposite and i, I think that's the way that a wise person would do this but also, we're not wise people, and we're just kind of dumb driving Indiana when we can and making some wagers. Like, I I hit up Scoot Saturday night when I found out Rocky Lombardi was out, and I was like, oh, man, if this Kentucky defense is this Kentucky defense, Northern Illinois, ain't no way they're hitting their team total. 
Um, I did not get a hold of Scoots, and I wish I did not get a hold of my other friend because he made a <laughs> bet for me, and um, it, lost. it lost. I'm glad I didn't get to pl- place that losing bet for you. I would have felt bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's, you, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Mm-hmm. You really I'm, do. Well, we've learned uh, about a lot of things lately regarding UK athletics, regarding the old Miss game on Saturday. I've got some other fun little quick hitters to get to. We've got a pretty good Thornton's text line. I haven't really fully checked it out just yet, but we'll get to that as well. You keep those flooding on in, 502-414-1450. Uh, this is one of those shows that are going to go by really, really quickly because we got a lot to talk about today. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's the road, you know. You just gotta keep getting back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. Here on Big X Sports Radio. All right. Point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. And very happy and proud to announce it is officially Taco Tuesday. So you hit up Salsaritas, you download the Salsaritas app. And you get yourself some delicious, fresh tacos or whatever you want at Salsaritas. Burritos, quesadillas, salads, taco salads. They've got it all. It's all really, really good. Wildly addictive chips, creamy, cheesy, hot queso. And if you like guacamole, it looks really, really good. looks super fresh. Uh, I'm just not a guacamole guy myself. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew. And Middletown has a drive through St. Matthew's, uh, it's it's a really cool spot. Everybody there is so friendly, and they do a great job. So check out Salsarita's Day, and do not forget to download the app. All right, uh, Roush, you know I generally like to ask you to start segment two where, where you want to go. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of different places in the world of U.K. sports. Uh, we have Memphis is going to – Memphis and Tony yeah. are going to hear their fate regarding the IARP which has already been disbanded, but it's going to finish the cases that had already started, which are the only cases that they're ever going to see because it was a total disaster. If you remember, this is regarding Penny Payne for James Wiseman uh, to, to move to Memphis. And you may say, hasn't James Wiseman not played college basketball for a really, really long time? You would be correct. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been a long time that this has been going on. But we'll hear what the IARP says at 11 o'clock regarding Memphis. Uh, could it give you an idea of what will happen in the L case? Yeah, I think it could. If Memphis gets absolutely hammered, then it probably wouldn't be good news for the cards. Roush, I can't believe I'm saying this. I felt, I felt this way for a little while. I've maybe even said it before on radio. But I do think the 
IARP needs to come out and just be like, hey, we're not doing anything super severe. You, you Memphis, U of L, is Arizona? Have they gotten their ruling yet? They maybe or maybe didn't. I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. I, I would come back and just be like, you are on probation with the next with the NCAA. That's all you're getting. And if you you know if you do anything in the next three years, then it won't be us that will come down on you because we're disbanded. We're the AIRP and we're done. But the NCAA will come down hard. But time served. It is kind of ridiculous to do something three, four years ago and be paying the price now. Like, I get the pandemic probably slowed some things down, but that's just, it is outlandish how long it's all taken. Well, and that's, uh, I love that part of the reason why the NCAA created this IARP. They were like, how do we wash our hands of this process and speed it up? Oh, we'll, we'll create a new uh punishing body right and they can get this stuff done much quicker what has it done it's just made everything take longer and it's been worse and i'm i'm kind of with you because i mean this stuff's been happening as long as we've been doing this radio show right uh yeah i mean at least it's crazy it's crazy It, it, it is crazy we've been doing this radio show since 2018 by the way, the findings will be released at 10. They're doing like a media thing at 11, so you won't have to wait as long. But it, it will give you an idea. If you know if Memphis gets nothing at all, then maybe it's a sign of things to come for L. If Memphis gets the, the book thrown at them, then probably not good news for the cards. But I do – and I'm not one that's like, you can't – none of the people involved were the ones in trouble – uh, that's that's sorry. That's how punishments generally work. It, it's a university punishment, and the thought process behind it is, yeah, some random people can get put in trouble if you don't dot your eyes, cross your t's. It's an important responsibility to the university to do the right things because if you don't, the fallout won't be just with you. It'll be with dozens and dozens of other people. So that's part like that. That is part of the punishing rules uh and people need to understand that that's part of the reason why you want to follow the rules is because it won't just be you punished and ideally people have hearts and don't want to just see universities burn as they move on to greener pastures that being said like enough is enough at at a certain point right right right. while like they've been punished already like people who aren't mm -hmm. with the program have already been punished plenty they've been punished and like while the NCAA could certainly come down and say, we don't care about this whatsoever. Don't cheat and you don't have to worry about that stuff. UL has had a recruiting little cloud over their head. Doesn't mean they haven't been able to recruit. Doesn't mean that they haven't been able to get some solid classes. Remember the Super 6, who could forget? Um, but they have had issues, whether it's with transfers. Hey, I'm coming in for one year. Is my one year going to be will I get an NCAA tournament? When, when are they going to come down? And cause that's another thing too. It's not like when all this stuff went down in 2018, 2019 Roush that they said like, Hey, just so y'all know, it's going to take a long time to get these punishments down. Really. It's been more of like, with the exception of, Hey, we sent you this letter, you get 60 days to respond. That's really been the only timeline in this whole ordeal. So basically U of L hasn't really known when the hammer is going to drop and that's hurt them recruiting wise. Not that it breaks the hearts of any Kentucky fans, but it is true. I need to cough, so I'm going to take a break here. Mm, go ahead. 
break away. Okay. But but that's been another issue for them. And again, not that I feel bad for them or it breaks my achy breaky heart, but it is uh, enough seems to be enough. And I wouldn't fault the IARP and I wouldn't troll U of L if they came out and they just said, "Eh, we're done. You guys are good to go. We're sorry for the delay. But if you break any other laws in the next three to five years, then we'll come down like Thor's hammer on you all. But this one's on us. We took entirely too long. The punishment was the time served. Be free, little birdie. Especially considering that they're just getting rid of the IARP because of how inefficient it was. It's like, you aren't even going to be a thing a year or two from now. So just go ahead, close your files, and get move the hell on. Yeah, I, I can't believe I have that take, but I do. I think that's what uh, what probably should be done. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they say about Memphis. Uh, I remember UK staff was totally livid with the the way the James Wiseman stuff played out. They thought that they had him locked up. I always thought it was, yeah, again, like Memphis is hiring his AAU and his high school coach, like Bo- Bofa. Like he's got a pretty good relationship with this dude. So when that happened, I was like, yeah, this is going to be dicey. But UK still thought they had a chance. Mm-hmm. Ended and, up not being able to get him, obviously, and the rest was history. Yeah, and I'm not. That's the thing. I, I, I can't still be bitter over James Wiseman. Penny has been so bad that it's not. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get fired up in the way like that. That James Wiseman recruit recruitment did kind of irk me about Penny, but I am in kind of almost feeling sorry for him because he's so bad. Face. I don't know. I. I just don't have the the energy to still be upset or like I I, I sure I'll make those Memphis jokes when I can, um, but hell I was kind of cheering for them in the NCAA tournament when they were playing Gonzaga, um because I just really hate everything there is about Mark Few's program out there. So um, I, yeah yeah really can't stand it. So I I have devoted my energy of uh, loathing elsewhere. And um, you know who's who might be getting it next is uh, Eric Musselman. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I know he's a darling and everybody loves him, but he's starting to pander too much. He's really doing some Shane Beamer, Eli Drinkwitz stuff. He was wearing a Jeff Goodman can't guard me T-shirt and tweeting at him yesterday. No, that's that's where I draw the line. You start pandering to Jeff Goodman, then you're out. Out well, again. Had a nice conversation with Jeff Goodman at that Vegas pool party, weirdly enough. Uh, really random place to run in to Jeff Goodman. Who? How many shirts do they sell of that? I mean, they can't. I mean, how many people even... Like, the people who know Jeff Goodman are very small. It's a very small subset of people. And I'm trying to be mean. I just I feel like what you're going to see the majority of those shirts are the field of 68 buying them and just like giving them out, or like when they go to like a a game or something, they're gonna. I, I just I don't know yeah, the audience I... of like, oh, I want to my my most hated media member Jeff Goodman. I want a shirt that says he can't. I don't know. I just I, and I'm sure it... that you know the sad thing is I bet that Almanac really is pretty cool. Right. No, I bet you it's pretty good. Um, but also, here's what they should do, and I don't know why they aren't. Why don't they just take over doing nail branding for kids, right? Like, 
they have a bunch of them on their shows. Why don't they just say, hey, we'll sell a t-shirt for you? That's where their money should be. You know? Yeah, that's a really good point. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Or just kind of do like, yeah, similar to like a Kentucky branded thing. Like, hey, they've got such good relationships with so many coaches that they could be yeah. like, hey, just, so you know, easy. you want us to promote anything for y'all? Yeah. And that also just goes back to you too. Like the making good t-shirts is not very hard. Uh, you just have to have, but, but finding the right combination of like graphic designer and good ideas people can be very, like you got to get the the synergy there it's it can be very difficult at times yeah so if you want a jeff goodman can't guard me shirt field of 68 is selling them uh don't know the price on that but whatever uh, it is it's too much yeah i didn't realize you were such a big mark few hater though yeah 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 not specifically few i just hate everything about gonzaga like play real basketball teams after december I was randomly thinking about them yesterday in their schedule. If they're like, they probably have no incentive to join a real conference. No, they don't at all. <laughs> like, you probably have some dork out there that's like mapped out. Like at this rate, we'll be the all-time leading wins program by 2080. If if we keep up beating on the San Francisco's and Utah Valleys of the world, pretty crazy. Probably, probably true too. But okay. Uh, so there's a little Memphis basketball update, uh, a college basketball update while we're on the while we're on the subject. No, we don't have UK's complete schedule just yet, unless they came out <laughs> and I didn't see it. But Roush, we do it's know such a slow drip. I mean, come on. Obviously, something has gone wrong with the schedule. That being said, they have settled up on the blue white game. Can you tell us about that? Yes, it's going to be in Pikeville at Appalachian wireless arena i believe the date is october 23rd i don't have it right in front of my face right this second um but very cool gesture uh they used to do you remember when they used to do exhibitions around the state i don't i don't remember that maybe it's just because i wasn't paying close enough attention and they weren't in louisville that i didn't know that Um, no i don't remember that was that 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 was the thing they did yeah, apparently they used to go to like Corbin Arena or Owensboro sport. Like they would play like Kentucky Wesleyan in Owensboro as like a exhibition back in like the early Tubby days. But I, I, I just remembered athletes in action. Um, I remember like the barnstorming tours were pretty big throughout the state, but that was usually after the season. Right, right. Um, but it's actually, so it's going to be October twenty second in Pikeville. Tip off six p.m. Uh, the game's supposed to be televised, but that's not finalized. You know, SEC Network, they'll always find a way to throw this on, throw the Cats on television at some point. But they're going to have a pregame fan fest, and the team's just going to be there all day beforehand to do a service, provide service opportunity. So really cool gesture by UK. Even, you know, setting our complaints for like, hey, we knew about this a month ago. Why are we just now finding out about it? Set those dumb complaints aside because this is a, a cool move by UK. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I think it's it's great. I don't know anything. What's it called? Uh, Pikeville Wireless Arena or Appalachian Wireless? Appala- Arena. Yeah, yeah, Appalachian. Wireless. How far is how far is Pikeville from Lexington? Far, like three hours. Oh wow! So that yeah. would be like Indiana coming down to New Albany to play their re- no, Crimson even Creek. more so. It'd be like yeah. going Up maybe to, to Fort Wayne. To Fort Wayne. Wayne. I mean, there's there's not. Yeah, I mean, I guess it may be three hours. Because it's the opposite end of the state, you know. Yeah. Like, um, but, yeah. It, well, and, and, and 
I mean, part of the reason, like Indiana, it's hard to compare. I guess New Albany, that that it is the only place with hills in the entire state, TJ. So maybe that 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 isn't the worst <laughs> comparison. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's another part of the reason too. Scoots is that like if there was just a straight shot highway, it'd be a little bit easier. But you're going through some mountains and some windy roads and stuff like that. So uh, it takes takes a little bit longer. But awesome move. They're going to raise even more money for the folks of Eastern Kentucky. I know Scoots is team natural disaster, but uh, this is this is one for the good, I guess. You all paint me out to be a monster. I Scoots is not team natural disaster. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's a really cool move by UK, and that's not a joke. Um, and again, you know, I, I like the Calipari does this stuff. It, there's no guarantee the next coach will do these sort of things, especially with regions of the state that need so much help and. Uh, that'll be a really I, I bet some people down there that'll be a really really cool experience getting to to have the basketball team come to you so well and especially i mean those were the uh, you know i come from a horse racing mogul family right like I, I i have it pretty good relative to most but i mean we still didn't i didn't go to uk basketball games when i was a kid it was you'd go to the the game at louisville i might get to go to an exhibition every but like it was like maybe one game a year if i was lucky i I did not attend a lot of kentucky basketball games growing up it was just very difficult to do so this is i'm sure this will be a a chance for a lot of kids who hell many of them didn't even start school until uh you know a couple weeks ago like to be able to see their favorite team it's just it's very cool and uh as much as we can get i don't want to say jaded but we're 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 so overexposed now like it's still going to be a very awesome opportunity uh for not only the 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 kids in the area but also for the adults to have a nice little pick me up uh after a a difficult couple months yeah no doubt about it Uh, i was thinking to myself when they announced all this and it you know they they talked about it they said they wanted to make it happen they said they were going to if there weren't any hiccups but i'm sure it took some time to plan and whatnot so once it was finally set in stone i thought to myself like it'd be really cool to be there and have the experience to be able to talk about it on the radio show, UK doing a blue white game down there that will be memorable. But then I was like, but while I'm sure they're going to have spots for media, like, you know, it's, it's for the people of that region. It's for the people that are Mm -hmm. going to be driving five minutes to go to the blue white game or 10 minutes, or, or maybe, you know, they're, they're, they're in the town or two towns over and it's a 30 minute drive. It's for those people that were impacted by the flooding and the natural disasters. It's not for old TJ and Louisville and not that I would begrudge easier said than done folks that are going to make the trip or media members in Lexington that need to cover it. I get it. It's part of your job, but I hope that it's hope that arena is filled with, with folks from Eastern Kentucky that are getting to, to drive a short distance to be able to watch watch the cats, and that's what it's about. That's what it, that's who it's for. And uh, UK, they'll have Big Blue Madness or Rupp Arena, and obviously they're going to play all their home games at Rupp Arena. But I, I do think um, for the Blue White game, I hope it's a bunch of locals there. Pikeville, one of the few places in Kentucky. I I haven't been to Pikeville or Paducah, but I've been to I think every other major city in Kentucky. It's not those two. I hear it's nice this time of year. Yeah, I've been to Pineville, though. Have you ever been to Pine Mountain? That's a very nice place. No, I've only been to Eastern Kentucky, like the the thick of Eastern Kentucky, about one time. 
Oh, it's really pretty. And uh, yeah, I know we joke about this time of year, but it actually is just awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The next like month, uh, one of the most get beautiful the leave watchers. parts of the country, really. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, most folks would agree. You get along that mountain range, even going all the way up to uh, the northeast. It's a beautiful part of the country in the fall as the leaves start to change. So Ooh. happy for that they're going to get that blue-white game, and, and, and hats off to UK for making it happen. It, I will say they've got a good – uh, they've got a good golf course by Pine Mountain State Park too. It's like at the bottom of the mountain, and then you can you can stay at the lodge up the hill. Like it's a it's a nice time down at, at Pine Mountain. That was a big uh, Roush family vacation uh, spot. Good old Pine Mountain. Who could who could forget? Yeah. The uh, one place I want to go to as well is uh, Buckhorn Lake because it's like in it's like a crater basically in the mountains where just like water filled in. Very pretty. So. Need, need to check that out, too. And this, this segment's been brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. <laughs> hey, they, they, they should hop on. They really, they really should. And they adver- advertise everywhere else. It'd be great. We could just, like, go to the parks and, like, have a good check, – check out the digs. And then the next morning, just do a show from there. It'd be great. It would be a lot of fun. Kentucky, pretty cool place. A lot of cool yeah. stuff going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Uh, Scooch, you reach out to them. You make it happen, okay? See what I can do. Right. No, I don't know if we should get the they, Indiana guy to call. They, they do come into the hotels that I've worked at from time oh to time. So maybe maybe I'll just maybe I'll just pitch it to them one time. Yeah, seriously, Scoots, come on. This is grill advertising. I'm a, I'm gonna tell a them, commission check. You could quit they, your job as a bartender. If they don't come into the hotel, they also will call the hotel and they want all these statistics, like how many rooms we have to sell on all these nights. Next time I'm just gonna withhold that information until they get us a sponsorship. Yes. Yes. So I'd be happy to tell you, but that information's it's gonna cost you property of Kentucky roll call, and you gotta pay <laughs> to play, baby. And you say that on the phone. <laughs> See what they say back. Okay. Fail proof. So yeah. how you, you're in a new hotel now too, right? Yeah, I am. Job yeah. going. Um, it's it's going. I'm so it's an older hotel, and I don't really know what's going on yet. So yesterday mm. I was there for nine hours, kind of just standing around, watching people do check-ins, just trying to do whatever I could to make myself busy. But it it failed. So, but it was it was a quick nine hours. So it'll get better. I just I I hate being behind. Like I I want to be the best employee in any building. So the fact that I can't be that right now is kind of frustrating. But I'll get there. You you've just got to figure out the lay of the land. You got to exactly. know where um, where all the bodies are buried, all, that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of things I got to figure out. Did yeah. the are the new nights at the new place going well? Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna if all goes to plan, I'll be off a lot earlier. I don't know how much bartending I will actually do. It's it's kind of weird there. They like rotate bartenders. There's like two two people working the desk, and then one of them will just go bartend if somebody needs something. So I don't I don't really know how much I'll be doing bartending. So I'll be off probably seven thirty eight o'clock at the latest every night, which is a huge improvement to what it was. Wow, that's big time. I mean, yep. you'll be missing out on that sweet sweet cheddar with the tips, but better night well, for shoots. So, but I also have the opportunity to be a shuttle driver, and that happens a lot of times during the day. So I can get tips off that, and that'll be more fun. Yeah, but you don't get a lot of tips off shuttle drivers. Probably not. No, I mean you probably get like steady thing of tips. I'm sure, but, but you, my, won't, so, you won't get the big spender. That's like, hey, here's a twenty sport. 
my thing is I don't really need tipped if I'm being a shuttle driver, if we're being honest, because it takes it's like a 30 minute round trip to get to the airport and back. So if I'm just out of work for 30 minutes, that's better than a tip. Good. Well, I'm glad everything's going well for scoots. Yep. Makes makes me happy. Uh, all right. I guess this would maybe be a good time to take a break, but uh, we got a lot to get to an hour or two. We need to talk some football. Can we do potato salad first? Yeah. You want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it now. All right. So on Friday, we asked Scoots to drop in a potato salad on Spears on Sports. John Spears having beers, doing a sports show, noon to one on Big Exports Radio. And I was listening on Friday. Again, I was pumped up. San X Trinity game was later that day. Spears always does a good job previewing the biggest games of the weekend. So I was listening, but I must have stepped into the other room because I did not hear Scoots drop in the potato salad. But he says he did, and here's the audio. Can we just talk about how nice oh, of me? The... Let me oh, unmute the station, no. Mike. Jeez, you think I would have this figured out by now? That's, that's all right, buddy. <laughs> all right, here we go. Can we just talk about how nice of the weather oh, of, of weather for tailgating it's going to be this weekend? How was it for golf yesterday? Uh, was, I mean, other than the wind, it was good. Incredible. It was really good. 78 degrees, 75 degrees. Yep. Uh, we might have some rain Sunday afternoon, but, man, it's going to be a great today and tomorrow. Speaking of tailgating, yep. um, do you have a favorite tailgating non-meat item? Maybe some potato salad, mac and cheese, chip and salsa? <sighs> not not alcohol included? Not You're talking alcohol. about food. Food. Um, non-meat. Yeah, you know, give me give me a grilled hot dog. A really I said good... non-meat, John. Oh, not meat. <laughs> non-meat. Well, some if you've seen some of the hot dogs I've eaten, it, it's it's mistaken for meat. <laughs> um gosh. That's tough. Always like the sweets. Put out a big old plate of chocolate chip cookies. Okay. I, I could stay there all day. Um, hash brown casserole is one of my favorite lake foods that uh, my friends make. So give me a good uh, good side of potatoes, potato salad, hash brown casserole, something like wow. that. I'm happy. You're a good big potato salad I'm good, guy. Yeah, big potato guy. Gotcha. There you go. Well done. <laughs> I got John to say it too. That's amazing. You did. <laughs> Uh, when's the next time you're producing the show? I'll be on Friday. I told. I, I think we should do this every show. It'd, it'd be so fun. Just a All random right. word. Friday, we'll get you another word. We'll figure out. <laughs> we'll figure out something. Uh, that's good stuff. All right, we got a lot to get to an hour or two. Uh, a an advertising stunt that is taking the nation by storm. We'll tell you what that is. And we need to talk about the cats. And the old Mississippi State Rebel Dogs as UK heads down to Oxford this weekend for a big game. Uh, Ole Miss has some new helmets. We'll talk about that as well. So don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. 
Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen to start your Tuesday morning. Well, you hopefully you're already getting started. But if you're just getting up, remember Thornton's is there for you. Cheapest gas in town. The app will tell you exactly how much you'll be paying before you even get to the pump. And we're, we we love our friends at Thornton. You will as well. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. We'd love to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. Scooch, what's up? I made the mistake yesterday, and I got a breakfast sandwich from a Thornton's competitor. No, that will be no. the that will no. be the absolute last time that I do that. Scooter, scooter, scooter. What were you thinking? Probably the worst breakfast sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. Would have been much better at Thornton's. Worst decision you've made since getting on a scooter after seven splatty platties. Hey, that's uh, that's over a year now, so I, I'm doing pretty good if I've been gone that long without a bad decision. Yeah, well, we didn't say you haven't had bad decisions, but this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst one you've had in quite some time. I agree. Uh, sorry to hear that, man. You must have yeah. been in a bad spot if you had to settle for that. Well, so my new route that I have to travel in the mornings, I don't go buy a Thornton's until I'm almost to work. And yesterday I was starving, so I, I made that choice before heading over to Louisville. Today I think I'm just going to wait until I get to the Thornton's by work and just get a breakfast sandwich there. That's a smart play. I'm glad that you've thought it out thoroughly. Yep. That's what you got to do. If you fail to plan, plan to fail, as they always say in the biz. That's right. Is that what they always say? Okay. Good. Yeah, they always do say that. And one movie company, Paramount, they have a plan. Roush, do you know what I'm talking about at all? No, I don't think so. There's a guerrilla marketing technique going on. The horror movie Smile. Is it ringing uh, any bells for either one no, of you all? No. Nope. Yeah. Okay, so it's a it's a new movie coming out. Again, horror movies have, and I'm a I'm a huge horror movie fan, but it's got like I don't know, like a 15 percent success rate. When there's a new horror movie coming out, there's like a 15 percent chance it's going to be good. Maybe like 25 percent chance it's going to be entertaining, but like I'm talking 10 to 15 percent chance that it's going to be good. This one looks decent. It's called Smile, and the premise oh, of it that, yeah. is like people go crazy, and I, I don't really know, like. You don't know if it's like an infection. You don't know if it's like a mental illness. You don't know if it's something like more. Um, but what happens is, I guess, whenever the people go crazy, they just like uncontrollably smile. And that's how you know, like they have the disease and it probably means you're going to get it soon or whatever is going on. And it's creepy because like people just smiling at inappropriate times is weird. So what they've done is they have planted people all throughout stadiums over the last week, 10 days, and they're getting them where they're obviously in really good seats and they're on TV, and it'll just be one fan by themselves, and all they're doing is just smiling the entire game. Oh, I saw a creepy lady doing that the other night. Yes, that's her. Okay. One one lady is more recognizable. They have sent her multiple places. She's kind of got fair skin, but like really dark black hair, and a a weird smile. And all she does is just smile. She just smiles nonstop throughout the game. She was at a Yankees game, and there was a rain delay. She stayed in her seat the entire time, just smiling, staring straight ahead, and smiling. It is super creepy, and like 
you're getting a bunch of TikToks of people like, I don't know who this chick is sitting next to me, but all she hasn't said a word the entire game. She hasn't stopped smiling and they like take selfies with her to see if she'll break character and they're not in there and they're not doing it. And it's all a promotion for the movie to get people like this radio show talking about it. And I just need to take hats off. That's a genius marketing strategy. Because one, it has us talking about it. Two, people all across the country are like, what are up with these weird people just smiling, sitting in these awesome seats, not moving? So well done to Paramount, I believe. That's a good idea. Good idea. I found one of them at a baseball game. She's sitting in the front row, and it's unsettling. The lady with the yellow shirt? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, creepy. (laughs) It's very unsettling. Yeah, there's uh, like at first people didn't know what was going on. I think like ushers got called and I was like, well, it's not illegal just to like (laughs) sit and smile, but it's good. It makes me want to see the movie more. It reminds me of the good old days in horror flicks back in like the 50s and 60s, Roush. You'd go to the theater and like, oh my gosh, this is so creepy. Ah! You see more of it? Yeah, there's like a lady walking through the Monday night football game, like up the stands, just like. It's nonstop smiling. Oh yeah, it's super creepy. It's like, so creepy. But like back at movie theaters in like the fifties or sixties, they'd like drop stuff from the ceiling, or they'd have like somebody run through the theater at a scary moment. Oh or man, that's that, great. Like, pop. Um, they need to go back. I, I've talked about this on the radio show before, probably many years ago, but they need to go back to that. Like, just you, you need to get creative in entertainment, and at least smile is trying. Uh, by doing something creepy for a creepy they've movie. got them behind uh, the Today Show table. Like yeah, it wasn't just sports either. Yeah, good call. Yeah, uh, um, and also this just our reaction to this. It's so like this is a very much a Wednesday topic, but our predispositions towards body language, like it's just it's so. How how like how come just a smile is weird? Like a smile in any other normal situation is a friendly, welcoming gesture, but like a prolonged one is for whatever reason unsettling. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's it's so strange how uh, in the in in certain settings one gesture or facial expression can mean one thing, but in another one it's completely different. It's weird. Whoa! It's not even a Wednesday, folks. Not even a Wednesday, but yeah, it's something I wanted to bring up. I don't know if anybody else has seen it. Yeah, just just look up Smile Movie. There's a hashtag, and you'll be able to see all of them. Yeah, and uh, just be on the lookout for other live sporting events, because I bet they'll probably keep doing it, at least for a little bit longer. But uh, all around, good stuff. Hey, the new Hocus, speaking of scary movies, the new Hocus Pocus comes out this weekend. Oh, nice. I'll probably watch it at some point. Yeah, I'll, since I'll be down in Oxford, probably have to wait till the end of the weekend. So, so no spoilies. I'm rude. So what? Um, when, when are you heading down to Oxford? Do you have your travel plan set in stone? Do you know oh my day? gosh, Roush! I don't know, man. Is this a damn disaster? It's just I. I am like I've never been more indecisive about anything in my entire life, and this is just a silly little football game. I cannot figure out what I want to do. So I have a room in Oxford for friday night it's and if i wanted to get it for saturday i could but it's not a good hotel by any stretch of the imagination right i am in oxford but i was so now and my thought process was like all right with it being a noon game i have all the time in the world to travel down on friday i'm not in a rush on friday 
May as well just get as close to the game stadium as possible. I've already got a tailgate plan for Saturday. We'll wake up super early and we'll just go to the tailgate and and that and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I was looking for like I was looking on open table to maybe make a dinner reservation somewhere Friday night. Like, hey, get a nice dinner at a nice place in Oxford. There are there is no place on open table in Oxford. Yeah. Well, and, then, and then I remembered that like Oxford's a town of like twenty five thousand people. It yeah, is a very small, tiny little town. Yeah. And I'm starting to wonder, like, my thought process was, I don't care if I really stay at a crappy hotel for one night. I, I am, like, slightly particular with hotels. You are. That's, that's you. yeah. Uh, that's it, it, is what, it, it is what it is. But, like, one night I can do. Then my thought process was, like, hey, we'll be in Oxford the Friday before a huge top 15 matchup. We're going to go out to eat. We'll probably go get drinks. We'll probably watch the, a Friday night football game somewhere. Um, I'm sure there are some on Friday night. I don't know who off the top of my head. And then we'll go to bed and we'll be in the hotel room for like seven, eight hours before we're up again, back at it, going on with our life. But I'm thinking to myself, like, is there going to be anywhere to even go out on yeah, Friday yeah, night it, in Oxford? It, just is there going to be restaurants that we can go to? Because there's no open table places. It'll what be if like they don't use food? open table? Well, that's dumb if they don't, but it probably means that they just don't have enough restaurants where it's worth it. Yeah, but I mean, you just had to eat bar food. Like, you're not going to get Oxford's finest dining, but you'll be able to eat somewhere. I think I think it's worth it, and I think the the plus side too is you can have a decent tailgate, go to the game, and then you'll kind of you know I don't want to say sober up, but you know what I mean. You'll be good enough to uh, you'll be celebrating, but you can still get out of town and maybe stay at some place a little bit closer to home Saturday night, right? I'm not, yeah, I'm not so worried about after the game. And there's a little part of me that I'm halfway tempted to just drive home. Like, you know, it's only a six and a half hour drive. Assuming the game ended at four at the latest, then that means I'm sleeping in my own bed on Saturday night and waking up Sunday, doing a pretty busy Sunday, but getting the things done that I need to get done. Uh, Yeah, I'm not worried so much about Saturday at all. But Friday, I can just not make up my mind. So after like the open table debacle, I'm like thinking, well, if I have all the time in the world and I'm not in a rush on Friday, maybe I just go to to, like Memphis and actually stay somewhere halfway decent and do, you know, see fun things or do get a nice dinner, at least in Memphis, and then make the hour and a half drive Saturday morning, which would kind of suck. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so indecisive about this trip, but I cannot just settle on one thing. You Luckily, just, I've, I've got the old Miss. I've got the Oxford Place book, so that's going to be the default. But sheesh, will leash. I would just say that, like, who who cares about having a nice dinner on Friday? Like, because it's like a little. It's a little. You know, I don't. It's a little weekend getaway. Like, I want to. I want to enjoy myself. I don't. I'm. I'm. Are if I'm staying in that place in Oxford, I'm already slumming I'd like to eat something good in Oxford. Little piece of advice, TJ. If you end up having to cancel that reservation on Friday. If you wait until Friday or even Thursday, just tell them COVID and they won't charge you. It's free cancellation anyways, but that's oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm. So, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a tip to anyone that's traveling. If you, if you got to cancel, just use COVID. It's just COVID. It's good. Nobody's used that for an excuse in the last two years, but I'm willing to break it this one time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like, I, I haven't – I don't think – of all the road trips I've done – there's only been like one or two of those places where I've actually eaten somewhere decent on a Friday night. Like I ended up, I ended up just like not making plans far enough in advance 
So by the time I get there, they tell me it's like an hour. So then I go into someplace different. Like that's just how I, I don't know. It's how I roll. No, and like I, I understand that, and you're right. Like it's not the end of the world what I eat on Friday. But if I, but if I were you, or if I was back in the media game where I was traveling all that all the time, like that would be one staple is I'm having a good meal in the city that I'm going to. Like it doesn't have to be a dinner necessarily, but I'm eating somewhere that the locals rave about one night a week. Um, so I don't know. I just I, somebody on the Thornton's text line helped me out. I've also just been half waiting for somebody to be like, oh, yeah, we've got a ginormous, amazing Airbnb right outside town. You, we've got a bedroom for you. That, that hasn't happened yet, so I'll, I'll have to just keep on waiting for that one, I suppose. No, but in all seriousness, I don't know. I, I feel like doing Memphis Friday night would would be fun. Like, I think that there would be a lot to enjoy doing that. Now, again, the right, you know, the the hour drive there in the morning, would that be as ideal? Probably not. Um, but there's also something fun about like being in the little college town of 25,000 people the night before a huge game. I'm sure the town would most likely be buzzing. Uh, I have no idea. So I, I have kind of dropped the ball on this one. I waited too long. I wasn't really sure how many people I was going to be going to this thing with. So normally, Roush, like I have Final Four hotels with free cancellation booked well in advance. Uh, this one I just totally dropped the ball on. So any ideas, any advice, 502-414-1450. I've been to Oxford. I've covered games in Oxford before, but I don't remember their, I, I don't remember ever eating there, first and foremost. I usually just ate at the arena. And secondly, I've never stayed there. We always stayed in Memphis when we would when we were media members. But different times, I don't know what to do. Somebody help this guy out. TJ, what about what about oh. if you go to Memphis, get a nice dinner six seven o'clock, and then drive down to Oxford to your hotel after? Mm, yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Why? Well, because I, I you're like not going to enjoy it. I probably would want to have some adult beverages. Yeah. Well, so just have a really good restaurant. I could also go get this thing again. I talked about yesterday called the Bubble Guts. So why don't why don't you go get a good meal in Memphis? Have one beer. And then make the hour drive, sacrifice sixty minutes of your time to get down there, and then go to a bar in Oxford. Yeah, I I just know that, like, if that's me, Scoots, and I'm at dinner, like, it's not just an hour dinner. Like, TJ's hanging out for a while. There's probably a ball game on. Yeah, but uh, you can get. He said he's not in a hurry. He can get to Memphis whenever he wants that day. There's a little part of me that wanted to golf somewhere in the region on Friday. Ooh, good call. Like around Oxford or around Memphis or something like that. Uh, probably unlikely, but it also that's also crossed my mind. But I don't know. I'm going to let the text line. Scoots, I like the way you're thinking. Probably a no for the reasons Roush mentioned, but not not a, not a bad idea. So Or an uh, early evening. You, know, you, you could also do the early evening thing as well. And maybe it's like a country cooking type place or a soul food. Stopping at a soul food place in Memphis at like five and then getting into Oxford around seven. That that would not be a that that would be it sounds like a pretty good idea, actually. So Scoots, I'm coming around to your idea. Yeah. Woo! It's not not terrible. And I don't really like know any media members in Oxford. I like I follow one or two people back from the old rivals days, but I'm not sure they'd know me from Adam at this point. And uh, so I, I don't know. I bet they would have some good advice. I feel like you could talk to a local down there, Roush, that could say, like, stay in Memphis. Whatever you do. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to learn that. Would you? Yeah. 
No, uh, I think that's what most of them say. But also, they're used to like part of going on these road trips is exploring these towns, sure. and like they're they're used to it, you know. So it's a little bit different. Who's, Who's going with here? you? What's that? Who's going with you? A buddy. Gotcha. The only thing that I like, the only thing that matters is you want to experience the Grove on game day and go to the game. Those two things I'll be doing, no issues, no worries. It's just the before and after that has me in a pretzel for whatever reason. But that's what we got the Thornton's text line for uh, is Ole Miss jersey designers in a pretzel because what 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 were those, those helmets, Roush? It's real tree, right? Real camouflage, real tree. Yeah, I just if if advertisers are going to be doing helmets, the UK Friends of Coal helmet's going to be an interesting look. I just love that they like so they get this outdoor outfitter, right? Like Real Tree, I I only know them for hunting attire. They might do more, but I love that they're like, all right, so we're going to design a helmet that's camouflage, but we're not going to use camouflage. We're just going to throw powder blue paint on it. Exactly. The thing is, is like people are going to say it looks cool just because it's powder blue, and they can. Basically, they can pretty much get away with whatever. So, you know, uh, whatever. Lane Kiffin was already rocking. They're going to be wearing that sort of stuff all week uh, from Realtree. And I just, I love the fact that they're really doing everything they can to bring out all the stops uh, when the Wildcats come to town. Because it's a big game when you're hosting the Kentucky football Wildcats. That helmet is sweet. It's t-shirt night. It's not sweet. It is sweet. It's not sweet. It's It's really cool. Here's my actual thoughts on it. I think it looks fine. Like I, I don't generally fault folks for trying something different. That being said, if everybody's ready for me to ruin the helmet for them forever, and this isn't like an original take to me by any stretch of the imagination, those are those are the Coors Lights football helmet. That's just what they are, and you can't look at them without thinking of Coors Light. Oh, yeah, it does kind of look like a can or something, you it know? It looks like the mountains are blue. Yeah, yeah it does. Good- I mean, <laughs> those are the Ole Miss Rebels brought to you by Coors Light. And <laughs> they are the big winner. They're the biggest winner in all this. Is people are just going to look at those helmets and think Coors Light's what, – what was the name? Realtree? The, the Campmo business? Forget about that. You just gave Coors Light free money and free advertising. So you played yourself, Ole Miss and Realtree or whatever the name of your place is. Uh, because they, if, if they were Ole Miss helmets brought to you by Coors Light, I would actually think they're cooler. But since they're not, and they're knockoff Coors Light helmets, I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> Man, that's a great point, DJ. They do look like Coors Light. <laughs> Don't you think they may wear all whites with those? Yeah, yeah, they're going to. I, I right. I mean, they, they kind of the have to. Gonna, what are the cats going to wear? Blue on. If- white usually if another team does some sort of uniform theme they'll just do the exact opposite um i think vandy did a blackout last year and then so uk wore all white so if that if that's the case and they white it out i think kentucky will go all blue which would be weird to see on the road but um yeah we'll find out i might know more tonight when i go to practice i don't know if they wear their game helmets then or on wednesdays but um yeah well the mountains Um, are blue but the cats will be hot and ready to rock and roll in oxford uh, we got some updates yesterday, Roush. Not, uh, I was hoping to see JJ Weaver. It was probably going to be a long shot. Yeah, but it's probably such a long shot they can't even really do any gamesmanship because he probably, you, you know, now kind of worries me. Like, do you see him during that home stretch of South Carolina and Mississippi State? I, I'm. It would be nice about Mississippi State, but even then, that's a team where you're going to be playing. 
you, you wouldn't be playing a lot of base defense regardless. Now, Mississippi State has been running the ball a little bit more this year. But even having a big sack guy in, right, like he's your best Havoc guy, Havoc creator, Mississippi State gets rid of the ball so quickly. So, yeah, I don't – I don't know. I'm not like you. I'm not too optimistic about his return for that home stretch, but we'll see. Um, I think worst case scenario, he's back after the bye week um, and he's ready to rip and roar for that Tennessee game. Man, yeah, you'd hope before, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, we thought it was a possibility when the injury happened. But you get you get Rodriguez back, but uh, defense life maybe going to be a little bit tougher on them. Let's maybe. Good spot to take our last break. We can talk a little bit more football and re-return and then just uh, blitz the Thornton's text line. Uh, or do we want to take the quarterback topic briefly before we go oh, to the good. text line? Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and do that because that was a little bit newsy yesterday. So Alex from Colga, we're really glad we saved your quarterback big board. Um, he said, I spent way too much time this week scouring top five teams quarterback depth charts. And with excluding McNamara based on Roush said, also using the idea of McNamara is not good enough, I use that as a rough rubric. So here's his list. Gunnar Stockton or Brock Vandergriff from Georgia? Ty Simpson from Bama? Kyle McCord from Ohio State? And DJU from Clemson? This may be foolish thinking and things could, uh, but I think it's McCord. He has a similar build to Levis. He's from the same area. However, there were whispers that Vandergriff was disgruntled at Georgia this offseason. However, I'd honestly want anyone from that list except DJU. Please know. Have a great day, gentlemen. Uh, so I like your your rough list, uh, Texer, uh, Mr. Alex from Colga. Uh, and here's the thing. Every time I watch Clemson, I, I'm, I'm doing the same thing where I'm like, I guess I'd take DJU, but, you know, like I, I'm playing this game as well. Um, the one that I saw this offseason that I was really intrigued by was Kyle McCord for the reasons you mentioned and because Ohio State has recruited good quarterbacks elsewhere. The only the, – the one part that's that makes this difficult, TJ, is that, A, you don't know how far they're going to play into their quarterback battle stuff, right? Because Kentucky wants this person on campus for spring practice. So they're not going to wait until – whoever gets to duke it out and find out they lost their quarterback battle in spring practice. So, uh, you know, that that's where McCord might get ruled out because he's probably going to want to battle uh, the Devin something or another. I forget. I know his first name is De- Devin Brown, I believe is his name, who was a true freshman this year who was a top 20 guy or whatever. He's going to want to battle him in spring practice to earn the right to get turned down. Or, so that's why I think that might be a little bit more difficult. Uh but the other thing you have to consider, and this is the thing that got me on Will Levis, the reason why I was so blindsided by it is because of connections. Like, you just don't know. Liam Cohen knew Will Levis from the time he was training as a kid. Turns out Rich Scangarello has a connection to quite a few college guys, like uh, Boise State transfer Hank Bachmeyer, who he threw his name. I don't know if he's thrown his name into the portal or not. It's reported that he will. Boise State, they got a new coach. They fired their offensive coordinator. It's a disaster out there. They just lost to UTEP. That program is far from what it used to be, really when Bachmeyer first took over. And um, my former ex-box, Matt Jones, he he said, hey, Rich Gangarello trained Bachmeyer and a bunch of other college quarterbacks up until he took the job at UK. Like, he could very well be a player as the next transfer portal guy. 
Which makes sense, TJ. Like, of course, Rich Gangarello would like the guys that he knows well and has trained well. It worked well for Liam Cohen and Will Levis. And you know what? It could end up working well for Kentucky in this case. Yeah, I I saw some of the, the scuttlebutt about all that going on. Uh, I would definitely not doubt that Scangarello's background is going to lead to a quarterback. It, I I will put a hand up and claim ignorance to some degree, but I don't know if I want it to be the Boise State guy. The here's the thing, TJ is. I feel like you're at a point right now where you don't you don't have to jump at anybody. So like that could that could be a really solid backup option, and and they tell this to recruits all the time. Like, hey, take your time, wait it on out. Just to buy them time to see if they can get somebody better. Um, I have a feeling that's probably what it's going to be. Bach Myers had decent stats, but also he's playing in the Mountain West. He's been hurt a lot. Uh, so, you know, the, that when you're Kentucky, depending on how well Will Levis plays this year, and if he does what we think he can do, you look at those receivers. I mean, Barry on Brown and Dane Key, like what they've been doing so far, and you know they're going to be back. Like, Kentucky's going to get to pick pretty much whoever they want. So, like you're going to be number one transfer portal destination. I know that folks love to talk about Lane Kiffin last off season and Mel Tucker last season, uh, but Kentucky's going to be they they can afford to be picky and choosy here. And so while there is a connection there um, to Bachmeyer, like they they can take their time, right? Um, but and and that's the that's the biggest reason why I have trepidation with. Alex from Colga and pretty much everybody who's anybody who's always asking who could this transfer quarterback portal quarterback be. Like, it can just come out of nowhere off somebody that they have a connection to. And then like it's done in 24 hours. Like Levis entered the portal and within 12 hours it was like, okay, well he's going to be at Kentucky. You just got to take your time. Like that, that's kind of how this thing's going to end up working itself out. Um, so and that's probably for the best because the last time we had a highly anticipated transfer portal quarterback come in, he like what started one game, completed ten passes, Joey Gatewood. So, yeah, uh, just it's okay, guys. We can be patient um, and enjoy this top five draft pick quarterback while you got him. Gonna have to be patient, and uh, stakes are high, so I get why people are so interested in it. But yeah, it, Kentucky's four weeks into what is seemingly what seemingly could be a dream season, the quarterback stuff could could fall into place. And two, the, the better the season goes, maybe the the better fish you can get on the hook for, for following seasons. You play at a New Year's Six game, you're knocking on the door to the college football playoffs, all things that are still on the table for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, and also, maybe the schedule got a little easier. I've got something that I think Roush probably knows about, but maybe he doesn't, but he's going to be excited about it one way or another. We will take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to that. And then we'll have to rush through the Thornton's text line. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, God. He said we got a hundred gallons of sweet red wine made from the biggest watermelons on the vine. Help yourself to some little bait along. If you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I know that, dude. And Roush. Walker! Yeah! Welcome back, one five. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports Radio. 
All right, a few quick hitters. First off, nothing quick about this one. Shady Rays, we love them. You do as well. Go to ShadyRays.com and just do me a favor and check out their insane selection and collection of quality sunglasses. They look like designer brand. They look like the expensive kind. They don't carry the expensive price tag, and that's a beautiful thing about Shady Rays. And it's going to be even cheaper when you use the promo code BIGX. Let's them know that, hey, we've got some friends at Big X, and it saves you some money, which is also another good thing. You know about their replacement pair. You know about their 30-day money-back, no-questions-asked guarantee. And, you know, each and every time you purchase a pair at Shady Rays, you should feel good knowing that they're providing a meal to food-insecure folks throughout the country, which is a really noble cause from our friends at Shady Rays. So check them out, ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. Okay, uh, first off, the U.K. home game on October 8th against South Carolina, 7.30 SEC Network kickoff. That seems home to the U.K.-South Carolina game for the most part. Yeah, every, they're just going to play it at that time slide in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't love it. It's actually probably my least favorite time slot the Cats could have gotten. Um, but whatever, uh, it'll be. Fun. It's Keeneland in October. Like you're, 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 you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you could have hoped maybe for the seven o'clock game on ESPN uh, or ESPN two potentially, but not not to be. It'll be seven thirty. It'll be fine. It'll be a great atmosphere. It'll be rocking. Spencer Rattler will throw probably like thirteen interceptions, and everybody will have a really nice time. Secondly, did you see the update out of Missouri, Roush? Oh, yeah, Luther Burden, is um, he's removed any sort of mention of Missouri from his social media platforms. He had, like, some sort of Instagram thing, like, saying, like, waiting. Uh, I, I don't – he got He got Let's he just – If you're unfamiliar with who that is or why you care about a Missouri player, he was the number three rated player in the class of 2022. So it was like an unbelievable deal that Mizzou got him. I think he was from St. Louis. Yes. So kind of like decided to stay home or close to home. And uh, just a few games into his freshman season, obviously not happy and maybe could be looking elsewhere. Not that I think that the destination would be UK, although why the heck not? Why don't you join the club, buddy? Uh, St. Louis ain't that far from Lexington. But just – Anything that continues to make that Missouri road game easier is good news for the Cats, so I'm all for it, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that most of their game broadcasts this year are just, yeah, Luther Burton hasn't touched the ball today. Uh, Like, it's just counting how many times he's not touched the football um, because he is not. Uh, Weird. You would go to a school with no quarterbacks and wonder why you're not getting the ball more as a receiver. That's funny how that works. But uh, so there's an update from an SEC team, the Missouri Tigers. All right, uh, I'm ready to get in the Thornton's text line, but Roush, maybe you've got some quick hitters. Let's get elbows deep into this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Not to be too hard on the kid, but I don't think breaking tackles is Lavelle Wright's strength. Yeah, he was, um, won his best game, won his best game last Saturday. Hey, you you got somebody back though that is that has the strength of breaking tackles. The thing was, I thought Wright was going to be better at running through tackles, but man, there was just a couple ones where it's like, buddy, you can't get tackled that easily. A texter says, "Surprised to see so much Dion buzz for Georgia Tech. Think it's more likely he holds out for the FSU or a bigger job." I'm not surprised, Texer. Every time, like 
Deion Sanders is just the first person all of these idiots say when because they weren't expecting jobs to be open this quickly. They haven't had enough time to do their like to hit up their agent friends. So they're just like, okay, well, Deion Sanders could coach any of these teams. So his name just gets thrown in all those lists. Do you think he'll take a, a high profile job after this season? I don't know. You know, and, and that's the thing is the it would be different if he was some guy who was just trying to climb the ladder. But like what what does Deion Sanders actually have to prove? Part of the reason he went to Jackson State was to make a difference in HBCUs. So like ultimately it's uh, nobody I think can be able to predict when he's going to make the leap. I do think he will at some point just to kind of test his chops. Um I, I think it would be unwise to hold out for Florida State. Now you could because like you could do the Scott Frost thing, right? Where legend comes home and it's a disaster. You Georgetown basketball is in a similar situation with Patrick Ewing right now, where it's like the legend came home and it's just been, you know, and, and so I, I'm, I, it is going to be fascinating to see what Dion ultimately chooses. Um, but I do think there is like, I, I, I wonder how long at Jackson state he can continue to be not satisfied. It's the right word, but how, how long he's still going to have the drive, the urge to, to want to do what he's doing down there. That's a good question. Also, it's fair to question if he does take a high, a higher profile job, does it even work out for him there? Scoots, do you want him to take over after Tom Allen? Uh, no, no. I I want Dion to stay exactly where he's at for the reason Roush mentioned. His whole thing when he got into coaching was about the HBCUs. I I do not want to see him leave. No. Okay, there you have it. A texter says, "Didn't Josh Ali do most of the punt returning last year?" Uh, I think no, he did. Was, I think he did, did do he? a fair amount of it. I mean, yeah, they did a decent amount of it, but like neither of the like both of those guys were fine at catching the ball. Um, but you know, the line was kind of drawn. Wasn't a whole lot of returning going he's on. He's pretty conservative in his special teams, as he is really with anything in football. Uh, mm-hmm. He just he 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 doesn't want somebody trying to make a big play and end up fumbling. Or costing the team a possession, he'd much rather just live with the fair catch and go with it from there. So I do think that they they tell their return guys that like your one job is to not mess up here. Like we'd rather you not mess up than try to do a big play. So just when in doubt, fair catch. Uh, one thing too, I wanted to mention quickly about Jackson State, the water crisis that's happening there. That might get Dion to dig his heels in more. Like, hey, we've got to fix inequality in this country, that sort of thing. So just something to keep in mind. That's a freaking disaster down there. Sheesh Louise. A texter says, don't see the football team organizing an exhibition game for flood relief. That's a good point. Mm, Basketball school. Back back to a basketball school. You should just have a daily update on what kind of school you get. (laughs) You do good thing for charity, back to a basketball school. Uh, Stoop announces some cool jerseys. We're back to a football school. It just goes back and forth. Also, you don't, I don't think you do exhibition games in football. Well, they should. That's actually been a big point that I've been talking about for years. They need to have a spring, like little exhibition schedule, like let UK play Georgetown and some seven on seven and sell some tickets to it. Cause I'm in. Oh, that'd be fun. Seven on seven. 
have like a little spring, you know, whether it's seven on seven or you do just like some real low key light scrimmaging. There, college football is in the money making business. Have a little four game spring schedule. Like seven on seven, I think could work because then you could convince coaches that injury stuff isn't a because that's their biggest reason why they wouldn't want to do an actual schedule um, is for injury concerns. You know, they they want to get their work done and get out of there without anybody getting hurt. So I, I think that would be the biggest. Man, you do a seven on seven little like four game regional schedule. And you could even make it like JV if you wanted to, like freshmen that didn't get in during the season, redshirt freshmen that didn't get in, and you just get like the skill position, wide receivers, the DBs that didn't get a lot of clock. That'd be pretty awesome. Who says no? Not me. That's for sure. Not me either. Another texter says, TJ or Nick, why do you all think the St. X doesn't attract the same crowd that it used to? Only 10 years ago, they drew 30,000 consistently. It even hit... 40,000 once or twice. Now it's down to 14 on a Friday night when it's perfect weather. Both teams are pretty even. The math isn't mapping. Didn't, did we have the same text yesterday? Or yeah, was it just... they, they sent it back in, though, I think. Um, Roush had some good points. The fact social media has played a role in it. it. The games are much more accessible than when the only way that you could either you had to listen to it on the radio or you had to be there for it. Secondly, there's just I think there's more going on in town than it was, there was in 2006. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that night, yeah, you, you have a bunch going on. Right, right. There was a louder than life is right down the road. People don't want to mess with it. Like, there's, there's a lot more options. And like I said yesterday, you also don't have to go to games to catch up with old pals. It's a just, it's just different world we live in now. John um, Pierce thinks that that game will eventually move to Lynn Family Stadium. Uh, they're going to need like a commitment from the soccer folks that they're going to be cool with putting field goal posts and letting football cleats tear up the field uh, <laughs> that's see and like i would love for spears to be right but soccer people are so particular about their turf there's just no way they're ever going to let that happen football games and concerts would be awesome at lynn family stadium it's the perfect venue especially for like the state championship games but it just i, I don't think they'll ever let anybody non-soccer do it I, i'm eventually money might force their hands um to do it but in the meantime i just i just don't see them letting anybody touch their turf yeah get off our turf this is our turf but that's what it will come down to if it makes dollars and cents to host some of those games maybe maybe they'll be on to something but uh they're probably not going to do it without a nice payoff because the field would get kind of torn up on it but go play the manual Uh, that stadium's big enough yeah that would be cool you, you could do it. You could do it there relatively easily, um, and still have a ton of people go to the game. Parking. One question I have, TJ. Oh well. Manual Stadium is awesome, and it's a great size. That's where I played my home games in high school. How did they get all of those people in that place to that place? Because there isn't. I mean, they have a little bit of parking there. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Even when they were filling that bad boy up fifty years ago, like I don't know how they all got there. Back when we were kids and we'd go, like when St. X would play there, so our Friday nights would be to go to Manual Stadium, have have a little lunch across from checks across the street, and then head on over. Uh, it was just, I mean, it was chaos. Like you, you would park, sometimes you'd park blocks and blocks away. And then when a different parent or like a different fringe parent would be picking you up, it may be like, hey, I can't get close to the stadium. They've got it blocked off. You've got to walk all the way down Texas or something like that. 
uh, yeah, you just you just find a side street and you 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 park there. It was a, it was a nightmare. It wasn't good. Um, all right, a texter says, call uh, call it now. Do we hear Thursday or Friday that Weaver has progressed well and has a chance to play? I do not think so. I'd be no, very impressed. No. I don't. I don't think so either. And uh, what could explain on the KSR football podcast why it's not the biggest deal based on what Ole Miss is in? Like it would be great to have Weaver and Wright uh, alternating in and keep them fresh, but Kentucky wouldn't be playing a lot of two linebacker stuff against Ole Miss regardless, just because of how they played the spread spread out the offensive system. Now you heard it from Luck at first. No big deal. No JJ Weaver. A random. <laughs> A random thought, but as Roush said, let's pay the bills. I remember pay the bills Friday. What a hilarious time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I remember pay the bills Friday, but what was pay the bills Friday? Like, how we did we? Be, we would read our advertisements. <laughs> Don't we always read our advertisements? Or we do it in like kind of an unorthodox way. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that, that was the bit. Sorry, sent that in before I finished the podcast. Still don't know what social media would cause a 23 thousand person decrease in attendance for the St. X Trinity game. Well, it's because like you get the plays and you get the updates online from different sources, different people, but it's just uh, not as important to people as it used to be. Yeah. I think that that's part of it as well. Attendance goes down for that game because it's on the big X baby. People are staying home to listen to John Spears. Yeah, they are. They want to have beers and listen to Spears. That's right. Uh, this is for us. So Bradshaw's announcing soon and is on the list of Big Blue Madness visitors. Think he might be tipping his hand. I think he's also going to visit Texas and UCLA, though, so don't get too excited. But when's he announcing, Roush? November 16th? Oh, man. And I went to click on that like three times yesterday um, and just never it's did. In. It's in November. So it's not like immediate that, hey, Aaron Bradshaw commitment is coming tomorrow or anything like that. But um, he does have a date set. This one, I think he's going to hold strong on. And people are saying they like UK's chances. Um, I don't know. The only thing I would worry about Bradshaw is just like, it's not impossible that Oscar Shibway comes back for another season. I know some people may think that sounds absolutely bonkers, but one, I don't think he's going to improve his draft stock that much or that significantly. And two, I don't know how many more examples we need of, like, Oscar's just a different dude. He's got different priorities. Different things matter to him. It wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the, a surprising thing at all if he were to come back for another season. So um, I, if he were to come back, I just don't know why Bradshaw would want a piece of that. But if he's announcing in November, he's going to have no clue what, what Oscar's going to be doing. So that's, that's some reservations I have there. Yeah, I, I, I just will – let, let the cake bake before I have some Aaron Bradshaw takes on his decision stuff because we've got what three we got weeks for now. yeah 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 um, almost two months but like six weeks. Texter says Matt Jones reporting we have our 2023 quarterback man I don't know how you read any of what he said and got that wow I, 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 I really don't know how you extrapolated that information from what the words That's he put on Twitter KSR having the quarterback already I will say too. Uh, there's the 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 name that has been floating around uh, similar circles we're in. It's been float that that was floated around, I should say, or earlier this month was not Hank Bachmeyer. So who, who was it? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. It, oh, it was dude, not Hank Bachman. Come on, you got a radio show. Give the people what they want. That's Big camp guy here. Like the concept of the Ole Miss helmets, but won't say I like it. In fact, I'm boycotting real tree for the week. Cats by 90. Yeah. One guy who doesn't like the Coors Lights helmet. Matt Jones saying the Boise State QB transfer is likely to be our next guy. Are we sure this guy is SEC caliber? Yeah, I'm not so sure, Roush. <laughs> I think the reason uh, – he just said, A, something to watch in the coming months, and then he said, B, Skangarilla has worked with Hank Bachmeyer since they were in high school. That only stopped when he got to UK. He knows these guys. If UK gets a transfer – from a 2023 quarterback, it's highly likely that it's going to be one of those kids that he worked with. A texter says, Scoots, do you hope to raise a family one day? It's a good text. Yeah, I mean, eventually. It's it's not as a big of a desire as it used to be for me. I'm kind of at the stage now where if it happens, it happens. But yeah, babies have a way to my heart, so that, that would be cool. Well, you got to go out there and, and meet the woman of your dreams. Nah, she's going to come to me eventually. Okay. <laughs> If anybody's single out there and looking for a little scoots, he's available. Literally a little scoots. How many cheddar bites will you guys be putting down on the Cats Plus 7? A lot of cheddar bites. Cheddar bites are pretty good, especially if you deep fry them. A good amount of cheddar cheddar bites. Yeah, but they're cheap. They're cheap, so you got to place a lot of them if you want to win. That's a good point. That is a good point. I think the success of our passing game this season, it will really open up the run game. The fact that teams don't have any real footage of Chris this season, it, it will keep the defense on their toes when setting up their defensive formations each play. I just am under the impression teams are just going to keep blitzing the Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And it is one thing that we're going to – we're not going to know right away. I would think they would – at least Ole Miss would keep blitzing – Right away, but I also don't know, like, if they have the guys. Yeah, and it's also one of those things, too. If you blitz to the wrong side and Kentucky just runs, like, Chris can just run right by it. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different uh, when you've got smoke in there or, or, or like, smoke is your just primary back. But, like, especially blitzing against the run, it's very dangerous. If you watch that Michigan game at all, like, Blake Corum, he broke that game open because they ran a fourth and inches play and he just bounced it and went 40 yards to the end zone because they sold out to stuff the run up the middle, and he recognized it, made a quick move outside, and they couldn't catch him. Like, Chris Rodriguez is that good where you can – you he, he can make teams play for bits and, and just guess in the wrong way pre-snap. Um, we say football happens sometimes. Just choosing the wrong way to slant or choosing the wrong side to blitz can really put a defense behind an eight ball. Well said from Roush. The texture says – what is a big time milestone you all hope to reach in your life? Winning the lottery, like Powerball. What's it? What do they mean by like a big time milestone? I feel like milestones are also something that, like, you're, I guess that's more of a rite of passage, but it's almost like a milestone is something you inevitably do reach. Like, I'm looking forward to retirement. Like, is that we none of us just want to work our day jobs? <laughs> is that is that what you want us to say while we're yeah. at our jobs? Um, I think it'd be cool to live long enough to have grandkids. That would be sweet. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, very, very vague of you, Palmley. Life's pretty good. I, I'm, I'm happy just doing more of this for the next sixty years, ideally. <laughs> Somewhere in that ballpark. So yeah, 
there's just more of the same. John here, good morning to all. Okay, talk about the Trevor and the Trevor and the Eagles. I'm going to say I believe the Eagles will make the playoffs, and so will the Dolphins. This is just based on percentage basis. NFL teams that start 3-0 make the playoffs 76% of the time. If they both win their next games, that would jump up to 85%. By gosh, it may just happen. And one other thing, the way our O-line has been missing some early blocking assignments, I feel like we need power runners like Rodriguez to run over defenders. He will do it and average over 100 yards and a touchdown in his first game. That's right, baby. Let's go, Caps. We'll got to go. Talk to you later. He can run forward with power, and he can fall forward, but mm-hmm. if there's nowhere to run, then he's not going to be able to get that head of steam. So I'm, uh, I, I hope that they just give him a little bit. I like Roush's more optimistic take on the offensive line yesterday, and let's just hope they're up for the challenge. They eventually wore down Florida. Let's see if they can eventually wear down Ole Miss. So, Scoots, all hotels do the COVID cancellation thing? Do they want to see proof need out of a Tampa hotel for tomorrow night? Hey, it's worth a try. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, you should be able to get away with that. But in your situation, with the hurricane coming, I think that would be excuse enough, in my opinion. Yeah, but what if they're uh, like, sorry, tough taters, we're taking your money. Yeah, use COVID just to be safe. I believe Drew said that on the other show last week that all the restaurants were booked for the weekend, and he has a giant Airbnb that a bunch of people bailed on. Big there you go. Big no, uh, Franklin. Oh, okay. Wow. Wait, really? Drew mm. Franklin said that? Yeah. Why would his friends ditch on his Airbnb? I bet it was probably a sweet setup. It is a sweet setup. Uh, I think they've got a good, a decent size. Um, yeah. Some of it also depends on there's a golf tournament in Jackson. So I know uh, like Aaron Fleener's, I don't know if he's hoping that they missed the cut, but he might be hoping that they missed the cut. So oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those tough spots. Yeah. TJ, you are crazy for thinking about dinner in Oxford. There's about 15 that's going and some can't leave until midday. So we are doing dinner in Memphis. I'm going to start tailgating early Saturday morning in Oxford and maybe even check out SEC Nation for a minute. Stop by and see us Saturday. Don't waste your time going to SEC Nation. Just don't. I mean, like if you walk by it, like, yeah, stop and, you know, like, take it Oh, look, there. there it is. But it's not worth going out of your way to see. And, like, even when game day's there, if you're at a venue where college game day is like you feel the necessity to stop by, but there's not, I don't know. I, I just, I could, just don't get a whole lot out of it. Just left the bank this morning. I'm not going to lie. I've never been more nervous in my life. Just emptying my savings account and driving to Southern Indiana to put $147 on the UK money line. Wish me <laughs> luck, fellas. <laughs> just a heads up. Good text. Uh, the 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 dollar sign goes in front of the amount. Just as a heads up. <laughs> just appraised in an old Miss fan's house. He said they have a lot of issues. Oh wow, good. Yeah, they could be without their best tackle for loss guy. They're expected to get their starting running back back though. So. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, just feel like the game. Well, we got more this week to talk about. I feel like the game plan will just be like make old Mrs. quarterback beat you. Yeah, yeah. Don't he, don't, he, don't let them keep getting ahead of the chains <laughs> with first down runs to set up like second and four. You know that's going to be frustrating. Wayne Kiffin said, "If he can avoid the catastrophic mistakes, then we'll be all right." It's like, man, you're really setting the bar low that's here. That's like, a good point. Just don't do a catastrophe. It's like, well, it's kind of it sounds like you're expecting a catastrophe. Stoops comes out today and says, "If if." 
if we just go down there and score more points than them, I think it's all going to probably work out all right. As long as we don't, we just can't turn it over seven times, you know? This is the type of analysis you look for for these millionaire head coaches. Please avoid catastrophe. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Thanks for all the text into the show. If you've got any uh, recommendations for this weekend, please holler at me. I, I greatly appreciate it. I got something planned, but just, just wondering if it's the right way to go about it. But regardless, all that anybody cares about is a Kentucky win, and we've got three more radio shows to talk about that. So don't go anywhere tomorrow at 7 a.m. We'll see you then. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Before we go, if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana, man. So rousing up that both faded love and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas,